welcome to Beckett Talks, the podcast from Leeds Beckett University. In these podcasts, we will be showcasing our diverse community of students and academics, touching on the important themes that surround universities today. In this series, Beckett Talks, Be Beckett Ready, we will give you advice and help on your journey to being a student with us. The episodes will cover everything from being the first in your family to go to university and looking at what our students' union can do for you once you get here. Hello, I'm James Kennedy, Schools and Colleges Outreach Officer. In today's recording, we talk to our current students about what their transition from further education college to university was really like. Further education colleges offer a number of different routes into higher education. They can offer the traditional A-levels, vocational studies, including BTEC, higher national diplomas, and for mature students, who are those over 21, a variety of access courses. With such a variety of learning and assessment styles, how can we ensure each person joining us at Leeds Beckett University is able to succeed? Today, we talk to our students to find out. Joining us today, we have Abdul Ali studying social psychology in level five, Cloda Horsfield studying international tourism management at level six, and Tom Stafford studying business management with finance at level five. Hello, welcome guys. There can be big differences in learning styles and lifestyles between further education and sixth form schools. Why did you choose to study in further education? Abdul, we'll go with you. Yeah, well, I actually tried sixth form as soon as I left, as soon as I finished my GCSEs. Uh, I didn't feel like it was for me. So I kind of left, I think, A-levels like three, four months into it because uh, I wasn't enjoying it and I said like it was intense. And then I went into work I decided that I do want to eventually go back. So after some time, after maybe like a, a year or something, I went to a college instead and I knew that they did access course. So that's what I took up. And that's an obviously that's an alternative to uh, A-levels. Yeah, and I found it, it was a different kind of environment for me as well. And obviously I was a mature student going into uh, the access course and that, that fit in perfectly with me as well. So I felt like I was like, I, I didn't feel like I was older going back to A-levels maybe. It was definitely more of a diverse group of students. Yeah, yeah, 100%, uh, especially when I went to college uh, and I was doing the access course. There was, uh, there was a diverse kind of uh, age group as well. And uh, there were no exams as well. That was a big difference. With A-levels, there's a lot of exams as well that you get to do. And uh, when I was doing the access course, I found out there were no exams. And uh, that helped a lot because I find that I'm much better at doing coursework um, and assignments rather than exam-based. We'll go over to Tom. I actually did do AS and A-levels. However, it was more a case of, I, I'm similar to Abdul, I don't test very well. And I didn't think that was like a proper example of how I learned. Like I felt like I could have done more applied learning. Hence, I ended up going to the access course that I did at Middlesbrough College. It was just the change in learning, change in teaching, the adaptive learning. You could kind of actually, you like part of our projects, some of them were presentation based. So we'd look into actually launching our own product and we did things like that rather than regurgitating information, which we forcibly put in our heads. To sum it up, I don't, I didn't particularly like exams. Therefore, I did very much like average. So I got C's and I didn't even do business. So the access course actually acted as like a top of my knowledge of business, a top of of UCAS points. And also completely different learning experience. I was in a I was in the class like at the young age of like eighteen. I was in the class of as an eighteen year old with thirty, forty year olds doing a course and it was it was very much like a learning curve both 
uh, both socially and educationally like it just it changed the perspectives a lot more and you were treated more like an adult in an fe college rather than in sixth form where you originally went you can get kind of get treated like a school kid so to speak not in a condescending way but that's how the teachers would kind of view it as just a plain these are all the children of a school rather than adults of a college okay cool same question to Cloda. Um, I wanted to go there because my school actually didn't have a sixth form, so I didn't have the option of staying there as such. But then the college, like, I didn't enjoy school anyway, so I didn't want to go into somebody else's school, if you will. So I wanted to go to college to, like, meet new people. And, like, from where I'm from, the tourism course that I wanted to do, they only did it at a Preston College. So I thought I may as well go over there and see how it is. And obviously we went to all the open days. And they were just a bit more relaxed with you, obviously. And there was no exams, which I was terrible with exams. I could spend hours just looking on bite size and all kinds. And it wouldn't help me. It was too stressful. And as well for tourism, you need to be able to speak to people, not necessarily write things down. I mean, obviously, you need some like theoretical and practical knowledge. But I thought BTEC combined it a bit better. And as well, it just gave you the option of being like a bit more free, like with college where you can have like time out to go and walk around and like use a library and everything. It prepared me for uni better anyway, that you actually could control how you learn to a like an extent. That's great. Thank you. And that brings me on to my next question as well. And that is how did further education and your time at college? How did that set you up for your time in higher education? So were there particular things in there about, as you say, the independence about you, the way you study as well? What were the similarities you saw between those two when you joined university? And we'll start off, if you can, with Tom this time. I think I would have been less prepared for uni had I only done sixth form than FE because I kind of knew the protocol with contacting teachers. Silly things like humorous things like referring to your teachers by the first name was still an alien concept to me when I went into further education and then in higher education it's just a thing so that things like that again socially and educationally it puts you in a different mindset of learning rather than you're still going through that school phase of uh sir mr like the like arguably I would say over formalized system whereas HE is like you get the method that you get the communications of contact rather than having to run and see someone uh, you get things like like phone calls, Zoom calls with tutors and stuff. It's very much more like you you two adults. It's similar to two adults in a workplace, although it's it's educational. It's very much like that. We had a bit of a chat before this, and you were saying that you actually felt that transition from FE to HE a lot more natural with some yeah. of the things that you did. Is that down to more time management? Or you say the relationship with the tutors is mm. a big one, but mm. is that the same in the kind of learning resources and the assessments? The, the assessment methods are very similar and therefore you don't see as much of a jump. I think the biggest educational jump I've seen in my life is GCSEs to A-levels, just purely because FE prepared me for uh, university such, uh, to such a good extent. Thank you. OK, we'll go over to Claude. I thought that it was pretty similar in terms of like how the assessments are formatted and what you're expected to do obviously at a higher level like my first assessment I definitely failed it even though I did really well at college like I got all distinction stars so there was a difference in terms of like what's expected of you and how it's laid out the tutors are there for you to go and access them they're not going to chase you around you do need to like take control of what you're supposed to be doing obviously at college they tell you they're not going to chase you but they will a little bit whereas at uni they really won't chase you you might get two emails 
like obviously well-being they're there for well-being but they're not there to chase you around when you just don't want to do your work it was pretty similar slightly bigger class sizes for me because at college we ended up with about 10 people at the end and then uni it was like slightly bigger so that was a bit different for me referencing had no idea how to reference that was very different I mean I thought I did but I really didn't I was just copy and pasting websites with nothing else no more detail it was yeah it was that it was good that I went to college before because I already knew that I had to be slightly independent obviously the extent of being independent does change when I got to uni but it was good preparation yeah that is a, a common issue for a lot of first year students and even those as you say that may have done referencing before a college it can often be a different style or a different format of referencing when they get to university so I always recommend that people really do check out the information they get from the library when they first join us, because, again, that yeah. can be a bit confusing when they first get here. OK, same question then to Abdul. Yeah, for me, I think the biggest difference was the teaching styles and somewhere like Claude mentioned as well. I think in sixth form, they were very much on your case. I think they still set homeworks, if uh, I remember correctly. And they just uh, wanted you to do your homework. They'd always check up on you. They kind of set your routine for you in a way as well. Just like when you were doing your GCSEs and the, and the class setting, how it was. Whereas uh, when, you, when I went to college and when I were doing uh, the access course for their education, they kind of loosened that group a bit and they, they give you that independence to do your own work. They were there in the background if you needed that help, but they kind of wanted you to do it on your own. And I was doing psychology, literature and sociology, but a couple of my other modules were time management skills and uh, study skills, which which are kind of tailored to uh, helping you uh, get used to university in a way. So we kind of covered referencing and a bit of that before I actually went into uni. And they told you about you're going to have to be a lot more independent. So they were kind of drilling it in us before we went to university. So I feel like college uh, further education helped me more than A-levels would have for me personally. Great. Thank you very much for that. Cloda, what was it like when you first joined? Uh, well, I remember like comparing it back to college. My first day at college, we all came from obviously different high schools. And I went from like one like in West Lancashire to one near Preston so they were from like a different area and you could definitely tell like we all didn't mix together and like when you went into the dining hall everybody was staring at each other and I thought uni was going to be like that and then I came to uni and there's that many people they really don't like look at you in any type of way they really don't care and like obviously there's loads of different types of people from different countries like there's international students um, we all seem to come basically from tourism backgrounds. Like a lot of us had gone straight from college to uni, so we're at like a similar skill set. Some people have been abroad a few times and worked. That was probably one of the differences. But like we all got on well, and there was no like animosity or anything. You didn't feel awkward like speaking. I feel like at school and college, there's some like there's still a bit like of judgmentalness with people. Whereas at uni, I think they're a bit past that and they don't really care, which is a lot better. It makes it easier. Yeah, everyone's just here to get on with their course. Yeah, pretty much, which is nicer for me. Okay, same one to Abdul. Again, I didn't notice much of a difference because in my uh, when I was at further education. Age-wise, it was kind of similar. Uh, we had some young people, some mature students, and I, when I when I walked into the class at university, 
I, I was a mature student. I was going in at 26, and obviously the rest of them, well, not the, I think there were a few, a couple of more mature students in my class, but the rest of them were like 18. So I kind of been through all that. But I guess the biggest difference was having foreign students, a few foreign students in my class, so coming from other countries, and the, that that was the difference in peers. Uh, otherwise, I guess yeah, we were all there for the same thing. Coming for uh, uh, there for social psychology, learning the same thing, interested in the same thing. Yeah, I, that that was a big difference for me, I guess. And the same question over to Tom. As an outgoing person, I was still a little bit anxious, and that's caught me by surprise. But again, it's just people are doing their own thing. Like they're all there to better themselves. They're all there for the reason. I mean, even then, the culture of university is. You kind of find, like, look out to find yourself, how you work best, how you operate. Again, I mean, the anxiety is always going to be there for someone that's uh, joining higher education. But I think these things you kind of just naturally get over. I mean, walking in the classroom is a bit like, why is there so little people in the classroom when you're used to having potentially 30 students in a classroom? So you think all eyes are on you, but they're not. People are just there for their own reason. Like, you kind of, everyone respects that naturally. When you joined us, how did your expectations of higher education stack up against the reality? Before you go to university, you see in movies and stuff, you see what kind of lectures are like and how it would be. And you have this kind of ideal. You can walk out of lectures and stuff if you want. You have all this. But it's it's not like that. It is still somewhat similar. You're there for a purpose. You're there for a, to learn. You have these classes and stuff, and it's not it's it's more full on, I guess, as well than I, I thought it would be. They do teach you, uh, like I said, in further education, how in how independent and stuff it would be as well. But I didn't I didn't quite gather how intense it would be. First year, obviously, is getting to the grips of it. Uh, second year, it's a lot more full on, a lot more reading. It's very much prioritising your time, knowing how much, what time to set for your work and what, uh, how much reading to do. Because there is a lot of that. Um, if you don't gather all the bases, I guess you're not going to walk out with the marks uh, you expect. And I don't think you can wing it in, in a sense as well. I guess that, that, that was a big hit for me personally, covering so many hours in a week as well for your studies and uh, gathering your time because when you come to university I guess you're making new friends it's just this whole new life and it, it kind of you kind of in this holiday period I guess still going out in town or ever having fun and the first week especially it's a welcome week and uh, you just kind of lose track of it so you just need to stay grounded and prioritize your studies and uh, set, set a plan I guess that's my biggest advice, having a diary, keeping a to-do list. So as you say, at university, you don't really get your academic lecturers chasing you up as often as you would have had in college. So the onus is on that independent study. So when you're looking at what students have to do, students may look at contact hours. Contact hours that are advertised will often be those that you're actually in a lecture or a seminar. Yeah. Well, let's look at what you do behind the scenes. So away from the lectures and away from the seminars, all of this additional work that you're saying you have to do to underpin your studies to make sure you're doing it right. How many hours a week would you be doing this? And is there such a thing as an average week? I, I think you can set yourself a certain amount of hours. Uh, every every week will be different, I guess, because some weeks you can't really plan for something that might pop up in your personal life or whatever happens. Keeping a certain amount of hours or keeping set days for your studies 
you don't have to be so strict. Uh, you can go out and do sports or whatever. I feel like that's important. But knowing when you need to do your work and setting yourself there, setting yourself tasks, like I said, keeping a diary, writing in your diary, I feel like that helps as well. About nine hours a week, I was in university and uh, and three to four hours a day for me, reading, researching and going over what what we learned that day as well was enough. And it kind of, and I set certain days for myself as well. Yeah, that helped me a bit as well. So it sounds like you're, you're winding that up to nearly a, a normal nine to five, Monday to Friday kind of shift. Yeah, I feel like uh, for everyone it might be different. Uh, you might not have to do that. But for me, it, it kind of it, it worked best planning my days and what I was going to do during that day because I kind of need to be in a routine. Like I said, if you don't have that routine, you kind of some you just lose themselves in that university life because you're so independent, you're so free, you have so much time uh, that sometimes you don't know what to do with that time. I, I felt if I didn't have that uh, kind of die or anything uh I'd, 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 yeah that time will be going to waste so yeah in nine to five in a sense but throughout the day just having like a set routine choose what time you work best and stick to that time keeping certain workspaces or areas that you like to study and you know when you sit in that workspace you will focus focus more i feel like that subconsciously that kind of helps as well in a sense so if i was sat outside that, that won't work for me because when, when I sit outside, that, that's kind of a chill time for me. Mine's like being in the library, being where the books are. I think that for me subconsciously kind of helps. Like now I need to spend the time to help me study. So, Tom, when you joined us, how did your expectation of higher education stack up against the reality? You see on films and you see everyone going in the library and they're all sat around studying books all the time, never out the library. That could not be further away from the truth. There are so many different ways to learn to do things than you see in films, than you get taught at FE. At FE, it's like you're always in the library. You're always in the library. No, you're not. I found that at higher education, you live with your friends. There's not a chance you're going to get a quiet time in the house unless they're all out. So you all sit around and you work through your things together. I was in a, I was in a fortunate situation where it turns turned out that everyone I live with belongs to the business school so i could go to uh my friend who's studying business studies and say so are you doing this all right okay i'm doing something like this what can we do or i could have my course mates come to my house and we'd all sit around the table and do it it's not consistently sitting there in the library going through books answering all the questions and then again it's not just consistent revision it's, it's like kind of applied learning a yeah, i thought it was going to be nine to five and all this that the other it's going to be and you're going to be monday blah 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 I think particularly back at uni, they take into account the fact that people are going to have part-time jobs, external commitments. They get all of your learning down to as minimal days as you can. So you've got yourself study. You've got the time to go out and acquire new skills, do your volunteering. I mean, the SU, the SU, I thought that was just a big Americanism that the students' unions and like how the Americans have their big like parties and stuff and like societies i thought that was just a bit of a just just a thing that it was americanized it's only really done in america but no student unions bring a lot to the table they encourage a lot of things volunteering whether it's volunteering or going out and doing something society related there's a lot more to it than the like the things you see in films or the things you got taught in fe and i think i don't remember the word student society being mentioned to me once when i was in further education 
So I wasn't expecting much encouragement on the social aspect. I thought a lot of the encouragement on extracurricular activities would be academic related. Go do this course, go do that course, go get accredited by the CMI. But if you actually look at what Beckett actually has to offer, it's very much like, right, okay, go do your extracurricular stuff. I mean, I'm not even part of the ski society, but I still go to the socials. I mean, I, I, I still do it. You don't have to join the society. You just got to know someone and then get in. That's how you do it. It's, it's very welcoming and there's a lot more to do aside from academic professional qualifications, extracurricular. Go do something fun. Not saying that that's not fun, but you know what I mean? Go do something new. Try something new. Skiing. If you want to go on the ski trip, go on the ski trip. Have you ever skied before? No, but they'll still take you. Like it's, it's very much there's time to do things and you do not understand how quick 12 weeks go by. I learned that the hard way in year one. Year two, I've mastered it. I've gone to the old school revision planner that used to have the, the tables used to set out at GCSE saying at the time you're going to revise. That's how I do it. It works perfectly with me. With me. It might not work perfectly for anyone else, but it works for me. And you, it needs to be known that although you thought you'd just be sat there all the hard work, constantly, constantly, you are on your own on this one. The days will go by and they'll go by fast. And before you know it, it's your exam period and January or May, it, it comes it comes very quickly. That was another expectation I didn't have, how quickly the year actually goes. Uh, it felt like only yesterday that I moved up my halls. So, Cloda, when you joined us, how did your expectations of higher education stack up against the reality? I thought we'd have the huge lecture theatres with all the chairs and they'd be packed out. And then my first day we went in and there was just tables and about 30 people in the room. <laughs> because our course size is quite small. So I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then I did obviously quite well at college and I thought I was doing that easily. Like I could knock the assignments out in a day and they'd be fine. They'd do well at uni. That doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't for me anyway. Some of my friends can do it, but I can't do that. I need like... I need a good few weeks like thinking on it but I feel like it's taking the opportunities as well like in first year obviously in halls I feel like you go in with the expectation of thinking that you're going to make best friends for life in the halls we were all best friends I mean we stayed a few of us stayed friends but it weren't like that was set for life and everywhere some people like put a bit too much pressure on that after a while like when you start getting to know what you're supposed to be doing and like prioritizing your time obviously because I was used to being at home with my parents I could sleep in bed till like one and I'd be like oh this is perfectly fine and it's not you need to have a better routine and like you need to have your tea at a good time and like keep drinking water and go out as well for like planning your le- like your own study time obviously you need to take a lot of time doing that and I mean I work really really strict with myself but like especially in third year I had loads of little notes for like need to do this by this time need to do that uh, and I think like sending in the draft work was really important, like to get feedback, basically just things like that. basically taking a lot of more opportunities and like using the help that's there. Because I feel like a lot of the time I was moaning, oh, I don't know, I've not done this right or I didn't get the grade I want. But it was kind of my own fault because I hadn't gone and asked for actual help. I was kind of waiting for it to come to me or that I'd just know how to do things straight away when it doesn't really work like that if I had an opportunity to do it again I'd do study abroad and probably join a few societies it's just I'm not very sporty so I couldn't be a cheerleader or anything 
Are there any particular support services that have really helped you since you joined? Especially like the library ones, I like asking them for help. Because sometimes I can spend like two hours looking for a book and they'll find it within five minutes. Or I'll be trying to sort out like technical issues on myself and like they can help you so much quicker and they are there to do that. Like you you don't feel like you're hassling people when you ask them. But I think my personal tutors or as well on my course, because we're quite small, if you find somebody you bond with better, you can kind of go to them over your personal tutor if you want to. I found them really helpful. Like obviously they have all the mental wellbeing things and stuff like that. Like it is all there. I've never used any of them specifically other than like the library and my actual course team. But I feel like it's knowing that it's there, then knowing that you can use it, like knowing that it's not really a problem to go and ask somebody for help because they are there to help you. Tom, if you were to give yourself any piece of advice before you joined university, what would it be? There's so much advice I'd give to myself. It would definitely, definitely be manage your time. If you if you can manage your time, you can have the job, you can have the money. You can do exceptionally well in, in your grades. I mean, uh, everyone jokes in how poor students are. Students struggle with money. If You direct how much time you want to put into each of these things. But if you do it well, you can do exactly how I've managed to do it. I never dreamed of being able to do this, but taking on extracurricular activities whilst also studying, doing my self-study, excelling in my exams and holding down a part-time job, it's all, it's all points you can look back and think, oh my God, yes, I've got very little free time. Like I've got a Sunday and maybe half a Saturday. But you still have done like, you you just get yourself into such a better position and then you can turn around and think, I spent all that time stressing like in previous educational backgrounds thinking, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. I thought as I'd go to uni, I'd be working less. I'm arguably working more. It's just the way things work. And it's just that's just down to my time management skill, honestly. Do yourself a study planner, do a planner, do a diary, use your calendar on your phone. It it just helps all that bit extra. And it, it just and then you even looking back on the week and you have a scroll through your calendar and think, Oh my god, I've done that all week and then you get that great, okay, right in the middle of a shift or right in the middle of a lecture, you're thinking, I could go so go to sleep, but getting in that routine just changes it all completely. So Claude, if you could give you before you applied to university one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, not to worry about things too much. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on it. Had to be perfect, and like this has to happen, and that has to happen, or else this won't be good. And like in first year, I think I spent a lot of time like forcing myself to do some things that I didn't really need to do. Like you don't need to sit in the library all day, especially when you know you're not concentrating, sitting looking at a laptop for five hours. It isn't helping. You may as well go home and do whatever you want to do and come back to it tomorrow. To be honest, I failed the first assignment and now I should probably come out with a first. I think third year has been definitely my best year where I felt like most comfortable with what I'm doing and like happiest and I've done better than I've done any other year. Like I've hit all first this time and it's not even been stressful. Like even doing my dissertation, I thought that was going to be terrible and I'm probably one of the only people, but like I really didn't hate it that much. It was okay, to be honest. Like it weren't that bad. Like I planned my time, my tutor was helpful. I just let myself relax with it. For me personally, it would be choosing a course which you're passionate about um this is actually my second stint at uni the first time I went to uni I was doing literature um up in Edinburgh and that was the first course I did I wasn't in, even though I enjoyed it during the 
my course at further education. I didn't particularly enjoy it. Uh, uh, higher education at university is a lot more intense. And I feel like that's that's another thing with courses at university. They are intense. So I guess the most important thing is to choose a course which you're passionate about. That would definitely be my advice, choosing the course which you're happy with, which you're going to stick with, uh, which you're going to pay interest in, which you're going to be happy about turning up to lectures and not stressed. If you're doing a course that you're happy with and you enjoy, you're kind of happy doing extra research and extra reading and learning about new things. And I feel like I'm, I'm a lot more happier now than I was when I went to university first time around. I'm reading a lot more than I did. And I'm sharing a lot more with my friends that I did as well because I'm doing all that extra reading. I'm kind of enjoying sharing that information as well. That's a very good point because we still have a lot of students that major in university who may have not done uh, as much research into the course they're going to be taking. So they may yeah. not know necessarily the assessment methods or the contact hours or a lot of the, the, you know, the, the research they're going to be expected to do. And it's fair to say that Edinburgh is a very different type of university to Leeds Beckett. So doing yeah. English at Edinburgh is going to be far more uh, you know, independent study heavy, the amount of reading that you'll have had to have done for that area. The assessments yeah. are far more to be like the examination based Whereas a Beckett, by our very nature, we're more vocational. So we will do yeah. more applied learning, tend to be more coursework, more presentation based. And yeah. just to look at two courses from what you can see listed on the UCAS website, it doesn't always give you those stark differences between the types of institutions. So I think yeah. it's a very good point. So I just want to say thank you very much for joining me today. Enjoy the rest of your week. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Be Beckett Ready. We do hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you would like to find out more, including upcoming dates for our open days, please check our website leadsbeckett.ac.uk or follow the link in the description.